0: And back here, of course, is from JihadWatch.org. It's Robert Spencer, the boss over there. Robert, how are you? Good to see you again.
1: Good to see you, Joe. Thanks.
0: Uh, who the hell are the Houthis? Who are the Houthis? <laughs> Robert, let me ask you something. Are we just supposed to know? Because Al-Qaeda, we had to figure that out. And there was an offshoot for the Mujahideen, how to figure that out. Then Islamic Jihad, who, who are they? Hamas, then you got Hezbollah. But then you got uh, Boko Haram over in Africa. Who are the Houthis? Am I supposed to know who these people are? <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Are they confusing us on purpose, Robert? I understand completely. They're, they're a Yemeni group of Shiites propped up by Iran. They're trying to take over Yemen, which is majority Sunni. But meanwhile, they are also, of course, involved in Iran's efforts to destroy Israel. And so in doing that, because they're right there in Yemen, they are disrupting Red Sea shipping and saying that any ship that is headed for Israel, any Israeli ship, any Israeli ally – will be disrupted they have caused a lot of trouble so that ships for the first time in centuries are going around the cape all the way down above, uh you know at the bottom at the southern part of africa yes. and coming back instead of going through the canal so i mean are they ethnically or ancestrally iranian where do they come from they're shiites And so they're tied to Iran, which is Shiite, and the rest of Yemen is Sunni. And so they have an allegiance to Iran because they're Shia, but they're Yemeni Arabs. I always
0: appreciate the education we get from Robert Spencer. Go to jihadwatch.org and go uh, and go follow everything that he's that he's covering there. His book is called Empire of God, How the Byzantines Saved Civilization. We'll get into that in just a minute. Robert, can you tell me why we sided with Saddam Hussein in the Iraq versus Iran war? Uh, were Sunnis somehow more westernized? Because it was basically Iraq, the Sunnis against Iran, the, the Shiites. And we supported Iraq, I think, for eight years, didn't we? Yes, and then turned on Saddam later, but that's another story. Right, but what, what, why, were, why were we friends with them? Because we hated the, the uprising of the theocracy in Iran?
1: Yeah, that's why. That's it in a nutshell, because the uh, Shah was an ally of the United States. The Iranian Shiites toppled the Shah and installed the Islamic Republic. And so when they went to war against Saddam, we were on Saddam's side.
0: Could we have stopped them from toppling the Shah? Because uh, Jimmy Carter was very weak, and it happened during his presidency, Right.
1: Yeah, I think we could have and should have and would have, but Carter actually actively sided with Khomeini. Wow. It
0: is uh, Robert Spencer. You know, when I see pictures from the 1970s in Iran, it was westernized. They seemed to have a, a loving civilization. They loved us. I think the people there still do love the Western society and Western civilization like the, like the United States. But they've been under the thumb of this theocracy since the late 1970s. And and it appeared as though, and, and again, I'm jumping around a lot, but you've got such vast knowledge, I have to. When, when Barack Obama was the president, it appeared as though quietly he was hoping for an uprising in Iran, but then publicly he said, we're not going to met in the elections of the the Islamic Republic of Iran. Did, Did he have an opportunity that he
1: squandered? Oh, yeah, very much so. And I don't think that he wanted that regime to go. I think he wanted to make an accord with it. And that's why he would not. He refused to offer any support of any kind, even any encouraging words during the Iranian uprisings in 2009, much like the Iranian uprisings, which were even more extensive in the last couple of years in Iran that the Biden administration has ignored. They want to do business with the Islamic Republic. They don't want to see the Islamic Republic gone.
0: Why? Is there a reason? Is it because of the oil there? We've got plenty of oil here. Why would we ever support such a horrific, you know, again, no rights, no freedoms, no liberties organization like those who are in charge in Iran, especially when you know that the Iranian people don't want them anymore?
1: They certainly don't. But the Obama administration did because they thought that Iran could be a new bulwark, a new source of stability in the Middle East for the entire region. And the Biden administration has that because, of course, they're all the Obama people back in power. But also they had the added incentive of wanting to show up Trump who had repudiated obama's iran deal and they wanted to show that trump was wrong by coming to a new accord with the iranians now all sorts of things have interfered including first the uprising and now the war in israel but if it had been up to the biden people we would have a new iran deal a new nuke deal with iran right now
0: but i mean The Trump administration, Robert, was just a few years ago. We know how well he did in keeping bad actors in check. They were afraid of him. Putin just recently said, I would rather have Biden because he's at least predictable. I mean, you don't want Trump back in there. So the Trump policies were working. I guess what I don't don't understand is that Barack Obama was the president not very long ago. We were all alive and well, and we were observing. We saw that the the Arab Spring didn't work. We saw the meltdown in the Middle East didn't work. We saw that his support for Iran didn't work. Why would anybody want to continue
1: that? Because they have never admitted that any of it didn't work. And but the- you and I know that it, did, it didn't. never admitted it. But you and I know that
0: it didn't work. So, I mean, yeah. we could just look at the fact. And the fact of the matter is there's less freedom, less liberty, and, and, uh, and many more really bad guys in charge there. In fact, slavery is on the rise in Africa because of the policies of the Obama administration. So, I mean, what, what, what is it going to take, do you think, for people to wake up? Like you just mentioned, in the past two years, it's even a bigger uprising in Iran. And guess what? I do this for a living? I didn't even know that. I had no idea in the past two years. They're very good at hiding this information. Mm-hmm. So how do we get it out other than just talking to you more? I mean,
1: let me just have you on more, Robert, because it, honest to God, people do not know what you just said. Joe, you can call me anytime. Because <laughs> at, at also at jihadwatch.org, my website, I report on this kind of thing all the time. There was a massive uprising in Iran. The people took to the streets. There was a girl who was killed for not wearing hijab. The people had had enough. Not only have the people had enough of the Islamic Republic, they've had enough of Islam as a whole. Officially, Iran is 99% Muslim, but last year there was a survey and only 40% of the Iranians would say they're Muslim now. And that's because they're thoroughly disgusted after 40 years of living under Islamic law.
0: What would it take to get some freedom and liberty for the Iranian people? They can't just rise up because the, the government still has the ability to, to utilize the military and their, their special police that go out. Do you need the military to say, okay, enough
1: is enough? Yeah, that would do it. Certainly there has to be something that will topple this regime, and it's not going to topple under its own weight. The people can take to the streets, and like you said, they can just be crushed. They really have been crushed again. Right now the thing has died down, but the regime can't last if the united states government had come out in favor of the protesters and given them active support then there might be a chance the the shah's son is on the scene he is willing to go back to iran and become the shah and we should be supporting him and helping him get back there and yet instead the biden administration is completely ignoring the entire situation
0: he is the director of Jihad Watch. Go to jihadwatch.org to find out more about what Robert Spencer is. Uh, Robert, i got to go to your website more often because, again, I knew about the the, the young lady that, was, that died at the hands of... They said oh, she died in the hospital later. It had nothing to do with it. Of course it had to do with it. She wasn't wearing the hijab. She actually had one on, from what I understand, but too much hair was showing. Mm-hmm, yep. She didn't have it on right. They actually literally have Islamic police who go around. Let's talk about Western civilization being flooded with people who have the same beliefs as those who are in charge in Iran. The northern coast of Africa is sending tons of of, of people. It's Five to 10,000 a day to Lampedusa, Italy. Then they show up in Italy, they take over Lampedusa, there's more people showing up every day than even populate that little island. They go into Italy, they go into Germany, they go into Finland. I saw a young lady recently in a video, wearing a hijab standing in Finland, saying the problem with Finland is, there are too many white people here, there are too many Finns here. So these people aren't coming to, to acclimate, they're not coming to make the place better like immigration normally would be. They're showing up to wholesale change the place and we're seeing women raped in numbers that we've never seen before in Sweden, in places like Norway, in places like Italy, like I said. What is it going to take for people to say, okay, we are caring and we're humane, but you can't come here and bring with you the idea that a woman is just a vessel for a man or a woman is 50% of a man or a man can have as many wives as he wants and beat them if he feels like it. How do we get through to the people who want to act like they're the humanitarians in Western society, in Western civilization? How do we make them understand these people aren't like you? They don't believe like you believe,
1: and they're not going to bring goodness and happiness with them. Well, you know, the reason why people don't. Does that make sense, what I just said? It makes perfect sense. But the problem is that you've got elites in power who don't want that message getting out. And the people in Europe, they are disgusted. They are waking up. They Heert Wilders, the anti-mass migration po- politician in the Netherlands, got a massive vote in the last elections. Right. But nobody will form a coalition with them, and so he's not going to be prime minister. In Germany, they've actually said that they're going to start arresting opposition politicians who are extremists. And also people who support these politicians, and so the Alliance for Germany, which is against the mass migration, they are nowhere because they're get they're they're actually running into this legal trouble that's completely fabricated. In Sweden, it's the same thing. The Sweden Democrats have a part in the government, but the 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 there's still a majority against them, and the people who hold the power don't want this message to get out. And so the common people all over Europe, they know what's going on. They have to live it and suffer. The consequences but the ruling elites are clinging to power like never before
0: but how are they getting voted in? Maybe that's a better question, Robert, and I've seen video out of, I think, Ireland and Scotland, where there are people who are Islamic. I mean, you've got an Islamic, you've got a Muslim mayor in London, too, which doesn't help. He says, we need more mm. uh, immigrants because they're making our country a better country. But I've seen video of people saying the uh, the, the director of schools, white, the director of genitation, white, uh, the director of, of fill-in-the-blank policy in the in the parliament, uh, white. They're all complaining that everybody's too white in Ireland that's 96% white. They're Hear complaining that? about too many white people in scotland and i've i've noticed this and i wonder if you notice this as well i am yet to see a black african leader of some country in africa say listen we don't have enough white people here we've got to stop having so many black leaders in our country i'm yet to see somebody in a muslim country say we've got too many muslim leaders we need some christians uh, in parliament why is it that white people have to genuflect bend over backward and make
1: it less white to make people feel better Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. It's a psyop to destroy the sovereignty of the West. And that's what really this is all about. And, you know, you talk about voting in France, Macron, Emmanuel Macron, who is in favor of the mass migration, was just reelected a year or so ago, and his opponent, Marine Le Pen, was defeated, and the difference was the Muslim vote. And so there are already enough Muslims in France that they can control the destiny of the country. So it's going to be, how are they going to get out of that? Well, they may not. We may see an Islamic Republic there in a few years.
0: I mean, when you see trains are shut down and bridges are shut down in London because it's time for prayer, and if you dare... where you were going you're the one who's the problem uh, we're looking at little Libya we're looking at a very different place now and it doesn't make any sense what Robert can you tell me in your studies and all the years you've been doing this what is it about Western civilization that they have a problem with we have freedom we have Liberty we are accepting and open to anybody to worship however they want as long as the you know you don't uh, you know your worship doesn't mean kill my family and me uh, what exactly is the issue
1: the, that they can't control us is that the problem Well, Islam has a theology of conquest, and so just the fact that we exist is one thing, and that we're not Islamic. The other thing is, is that we're the chief competitor to the idea that Islam is the solution to all the world's problems, because we say that if you have a free republic and voting, and the people decide, then that is the best of the model for society. So it's a competing view of how society ought to be oriented. If they destroy Western civilization, then they have achieved a massive victory that will make the rest of the world sit up, they think, and say, wow, Islam really is the thing. Look, they destroyed the West. and now." The, the, what's to keep them from being masters of the world?
0: wow it is uh, Robert Spencer. Go to jihadwatch.org dot JihadWatch dot org. I'm going to make a statement, and if you don't mind, tell me if I'm right or wrong, and then maybe elaborate on it a little bit. I'm going to say this, and I and I feel very strongly about this. Um, the Constitution cannot coexist with Sharia law or the Hadith. True or
1: not? Right. That's absolutely true. The- Can you explain <laughs> to those watching and listening why? Well, there, there might be individual Muslims who can, but the Sharia is considered to be divine law. It does not allow equality of rights of all people before the law, it devalues the rights for women and non-Muslims, it uh, is intensely anti-Semitic, and it calls for de- the death penalty for people who leave Islam, the death penalty for adultery, stoning for uh, stoning for adultery, amputation for theft, right. all these things that we, we can easily see are in incompatible with the idea of equality of rights of all people before the law. And so there is just no way the two can coexist. One of them is going to have to give at a certain point that showdown is going to come in the West.
0: I am buoyed by the fact that many, many Muslims, I think the majority of Muslims don't follow Islam the correct way. I'm glad they don't, because if they did, we'd be in big trouble. But there's certainly a percentage that follows it fundamentally exactly as it was written. Um, what what bothers me the most, and I wonder if you can get into this a little bit. And I don't want to get too down the down the rabbit hole, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this anyway because I believe it to be true. The law of abrogation in uh, in Islam is one that people don't even understand. In other words, when I say, "Listen, Islam says this, 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 and this," they'll say, "No, no, no, go to the early Islam. They said peace and love, and let's take care. Let's this." The law of abrogation again. If, if I'm getting it wrong, let me know. It means that the laws that came later are the ones that matter. And the ones that came later are the violent ones. The ones that came later are the ones that you should smite somebody at the neck. The ones that came later, you know, um, talk about either this way or or the highway, basically. Uh, Is that ever talked about enough, do you think, the law of abrogation? Because those who follow Islam, I had some people from CARE contact me several years ago. And I sent them back an email that scared them so much they never contacted me again because I understood what Islam is. In its fundamental form. So the law of abrogation, am I right that the later laws are the ones that count, the early
1: peaceful laws don't? Yes, and that's how the people like care fool people because they go on television, they quote the early uh, passages from the Quran that teach tolerance, and then people go away thinking, oh, see, there's nothing to be concerned about, and they don't tell them about the violent passages or about abrogation. But you're absolutely right. In traditional Islamic theology, what's revealed later supersedes what's revealed earlier, and unfortunately, the passages calling for warfare against unbelievers, conquest and subjugation, those all come later.
0: Two last questions for Robert Spencer. Go to jihadwatch.org. In Israel with Hamas, Israel with the Palestinians, how how does that end? Because the Palestinians will never say Israel exists. Israel is in no place right now to even think about a two-state solution.
1: How does that end? Well, it's never going to end as long as there are people who believe in Muhammad and Allah and the Quran, there are going to be people fighting against Israel because it's a religious war. Nobody in the West wants to acknowledge that or understands that, but that's what it is. And so the only thing that can be done is it can't be solved, it can just be managed. Israel has to remain strong because Islamic law says you don't fight against an enemy that you cannot defeat. If they see they can't defeat it, then Israel can have peace. But if Israel looks weak, And Israel looked weak before October 7th, then they'll strike. It's uh, Robert Spencer. Go to jihadwatch.org.
0: Get his book, Empire of God, How the Byzantines Saved Civilization. Last question, and give me about 30 or 45 seconds on this. Without the Byzantine Empire, what wouldn't we have
1: today? Because of them, we have what? Freedom of speech. Freedom of The ideas of the equality of rights before the law, just the kinds of things we were just talking about in comparison to Sharia. They come from the Byzantines, also art, because uh, I explained it all in the book. The whole Western artistic tradition depends on them. Art, architecture, really pretty much everything that we take for granted in the West. It comes from them, and people don't know what they did or who they were. How long ago was it? It was, it, the Byzantine Empire was destroyed in 1453, so it's wow. been almost 600 years. People were fighting for for, for those
0: freedoms even that long ago. That's crazy to me.
1: Yep. I love it. Well, listen,
0: go and get this book. It's called Empire of God, How the Byzantine Saved Civilization. The author is uh, Robert Spencer. Robert, thanks a million. Let's do this again soon. Pleasure, Joe. Call me anytime. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. so many time. Okay, I got Nicky Heavy still in Come on, Carrie. I got well, to go to break. You, yeah. To go to break? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately so. By the way, stop by rumble.com slash Joe Pags and you can see the Alina Haba interview from yesterday. Also a bunch of videos up on YouTube, up on Instagram, uh, up on the TikToks. Wherever you want to go and check out, we're either Joe Talk Show or Joe Pags. I am verified everywhere. Except on TikTok, but you'll know it's me by J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Another big hour coming your way. It's next hour. Stay here.
1: This is the Joe Pegg Show.